welcome to Las Doctoras podcast. Led by our intuition, we are creating space for conversations, asking critical questions, and interrogating the oppressive systems of power we live in. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Renee Limas, pronouns she, her, hers. I'm a Cancer sun and moon with Pisces rising, mother of water. I am Dr. Christina Rose, pronouns she, they, Virgo sun, Aquarius moon, Gemini rising, mother of earth. We are grounded in a connection to ancestral wisdom. Our work is to heal the wounds of generational trauma that is of white male and cis hetero supremacy, all while we create a way of being that celebrates, truly revels in the joy of our families and our community. Join us on our journey, not toward perfection, but into reflection, immersed in compassionate self-awareness and courageous action. Come, sit at our kitchen table, sip on some tequila with us, and let's change our world. Salud! Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> Hello! Welcome to Las Doctoras podcast. Oh. Um, we're here in let's just say one of the last episodes of season four season four oh, um and yes again we are really excited for season five we hope you stay tuned i have to say and maybe we've said this in a previous episode but i get i still get so surprised when people listen to us like I, you know I, I know when we like season one season two maybe even season three people were like yeah yeah and I'm like you're still listening like people are still we still get so much feedback with people saying that they listen to like our latest episode and um like that just feels so I don't know so affirming to hear when people are still listening to us like oh we're still saying relevant things it feels so good. And especially these conversations, these last few that we've been sharing that we recorded um, a little bit ago um, and kept um, within our more um, within our coven, if you will. Um, now we're sharing them with everyone because we feel like the conversations are so relevant and we've been seeing so much resonance. Um, yeah. So I'm so grateful that we've been doing that. Um, I love yeah. love the IG messages. I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, it makes us. Yeah, it makes us, I think it gives us, um, when we hear all this positive feedback, it gives us more motivation to be like, yeah, let's, let's do more. Let's, you know, bring on more people, which again, I think that's the energy that we're going to be bringing into season five is like really excited about just having more fun conversations. Um, And really, um, we love to talk and we love to talk to each (laughs) other. But I think it's, we don't like talking to everyone. See, this is, I actually think I said, we love to talk, but you know, we actually get really, I don't know, judgy, you know, sometimes I will just say, I I don't know if it's judgy. I think we just have very strong opinions about things. Um, I mean, maybe we can share, we were interviewed on a podcast and I was so nervous because like we've, I think, been very intentional about the kind of the tone of the conversation. And, you know, I think yeah. we're very clear that we're coming from a feminist, you know, a Latina, Chicana, you know, feminist perspective. And uh-huh. we never know when we go into other spaces, like are, if they're going to be receptive <laughs> to that perspective. <laughs> and so it's I'm always true. like, Ugh. Um, so but we had, I think- just had a conversation where we were like, we're out. 
we're coming. Yeah, we're out. just gonna do it. We're we just gonna do it. Radical intersectional feminists. You know, there's not. not we're not gonna take no for an answer. You know. Yeah. If they want to so we're bringing it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that that's why it feels so good for us in our podcast because like we can just be who we are. We can just, and that's what I think you mean when you say like we love to talk because we just love to talk about things with each other and like work yeah. it out and hash it out and like unpack yeah. and deconstruct yeah. and you know, that's all our podcast has ever been is just like deconstructing and unpacking our our own nonsense. (laughs) Seriously. And there's a magic, there's a magic with you, Renee, just going to say it, you know, I mean, I said judgy and I guess I'm a Virgo, you know, that really (laughs) kind of comes together. And I'm like, there's there's certain people I know. Right. So, so, and I, but I have that other side. I'm not going to tell everyone that I don't want to talk to them, you know, but I don't sometimes. It's It's boundaries. It's not, it's not judgy. It's boundaries. It's that your we are- energy. These conversations are life giving to me. You know, I yes. feel alive, and I'm so grateful. Um, and I think it's connected to our topic for today. I do. Yes, 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 yes. Our topic. So we are um, interviewing Elise are Preston. Elise Preston, who is um, a what would we? Is it, uh, Human, human design, design practitioner expert um her be more her, connected be more connected oh, she is on ig soulful as- business mentor and healing guide Ooh, yeah so we help- met we mm-hmm. met elise through june aka juma k um who is our business business coach business business doula who has you know shout out to june let's just say (laughs) shout out to june for you know people people see las doctoras and see maybe the growth that we've had over the last couple years and i think there's a lot of people you know to shout that our team like there's a lot of people to shout out for that and june is definitely one of them who is (laughs) you know, like any good coach will do is like push you to stretch beyond what you think might be possible. And she's always really been good at doing that for us. We've been on her podcast. Has she been on ours? We have, she hasn't. I think next season five (laughs) is just going to be a bunch of like our homies again. Like let's come on and talk. We need to have that. She needs to come and she needs to be like in our playground, you know, our source to see. Yes, on our turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So Elise, we met through June. She did um, a workshop as a part of uh, her course. And um, you are probably better at explaining human design than I am. I mean, it's still kind of like this mystery to me. I just... So human design. Well, I think, I think at least in the interview, astrology, Kabbalah, um, Enneagram, uh, Myers-Briggs, it somehow brings together all these different mediums of, you know, self-knowledge and community knowledge together. And then um, you put in your birthday, you put in your information, you know, very standard. But then what you get is an image of your body with Mm. different, um, different organs highlighted or not going with arrows in different directions (laughs) yes it's really beautiful oh and the chakras like are part of it too oh yeah the chakras seriously um the coolest thing because i love embodied things that i've seen i still don't quite get it 
And I'm so excited that we keep on getting to learn more. And so um, in this world of human design, you are one of five different types. I forget what they are. I think so. But we can confess in a good way that Renee and I are both generators. Um, (laughs) This means it's kind of referencing what I was saying with, you know, we love um, bouncing the ball kind of back and forth to each other. And there is this like real exponential kind of growth with that. We also like pretty spaces, our aesthetic spaces. I'm trying to think Mm -hmm. of other things. Yeah, I I want to compare it to... mm -hmm. I'm trying to think it was at the beginning of season. Was it the beginning of this season? No, it couldn't have been. What month are we? In? No, maybe it was the beginning of season three when we did the well, the sinistry reading um, of our charts, of our astrological oh, yeah. charts, uh-huh. our natal charts with esoteric Essa. So this yes. is similarly looking at both of our human designs and how they complement each other. Um, and so how we work together as a team and as a business. And so, um, and then, and yeah, and leaning into our strengths, right. And, and like Christina named some of these, and I think in the interview, you'll hear at least one explain human design, probably a lot better. No, a lot better than us. And <laughs> you'll hear how, what she sees are the ways that we like work best together. And I love her energy too. The way she like explains mm. everything is so like, she's got this like very exciting energy, but also very like empathetic and loving. Like it mm-hmm. just, it always feels really good. We've been in a, co- like, I think two now workshops with her aside from this, mm-hmm. um, this reading that she did for us. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, a, it's for anyone who's new to human design or never heard of it. It's just another tool, right. In our toolbox mm-hmm. to understand ourselves and to understand how we can bring our best selves into the world and into yeah. the work that we do. Um, yeah. It's been so helpful. I love, I, it really has, you know, solidified, uh, our relationship. Um, is this where she tells us what our like mantra is together? What our, our word is together? Oh, it, yes. I won't give yes. it away. I'm not going to give it away, <laughs> but it's very good. And then can you believe the sinistry reading with esoteric essa was episode 27? Oh, <gasps> It felt like, like yesterday we're in, oh my gosh, that is, that's shocking. Yeah. That felt like it was literally yesterday, but, um, yeah. More to come. If If you love this podcast, you know, make sure to leave a review. I just feel like we never (laughs) say that. We don't. Yeah. Subscribe. It's so nice when we get some feedback. Subscribe on all the, you know, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Mm -hmm. Google podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. If we're there, subscribe, review. And if you don't get to any of that and you just listen to this episode, you know, that's great too. We celebrate. Yes. so. So we hope that you enjoy the episode. We'll see you on the next one. Okay. Hi, Renee. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Hi. So, so nice to be able to connect with you both today. And 
chance to talk human design a little bit together, but this will be an opportunity for us to deep dive into each of your charts to connect for a full hour. Um, and I really do love these readings to be interactive. So feel free to hop in at any time, ask me your questions. Um, what's also really fun with our human design chart is that it is a very visual experience. So if there are things that are particularly catching your eye or standing oh. out to you that you want to know more about, let's draw our attention there. Let's really get into the energetics of what's really speaking to you and really calling you forward as well. Sounds good. And so I have, oh, yes. So I have both of your charts here and I'm wondering if one of you feels called to go first um, <laughs> or if you'd just like me to <laughs> pick I one. Can go first. I'm like, I like to go first. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so that we can all be taking a look at Renee's chart here. Mm -hmm. Give us the full screen effect. And so when we are taking a look at a human design chart, Essentially, what we are looking at is a map. This is a blueprint for how your soul <laughs> specifically chose um, certain gifts, strengths, qualities, and essences to support you with being able to tap into your highest potential in this lifetime. And what's really fascinating and really beautiful about the way that our human design charts are set up is that you can kind of think about them as essentially like an electrical wiring system. That there's some circuitry that you can see here that gives you some powerful information about how your energy is designed to flow. What energy centers are connected to each other and communicating with each other. And so that's where you see those areas of definition, those areas of color. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that are lit up in your chart that are innate to you, things that your soul specifically chose. And then areas where you see openness and whiteness, those are a reflection of places where you may be a little bit more susceptible to taking on conditioning from the outside world because you are so open and sensitive in those areas. But it also allows you to be really, really wise in those areas as well because you're not set in your own ways, because you don't necessarily have your own formalized, consistent definition there. You can kind of like pick up on and play with energy and mm. have more of a flexible and okay. variable and malleable way that you're experiencing the energies in, in those centers. Um, and so for how we walk through your chart today, I'd love to be able to start off by really grounding us into your energy type, your strategy, your, and your authority. Mm -hmm. But then also just talking a little bit about this circuitry, about this wiring, and okay. see how, it, how this lands, how this, how this um, resonates for you, and if you have any questions there. Okay. And so I think that you are familiar with your, with your energy type as uh -huh. a generator, mm -hmm. which is kind of wanting to name a few of the key elements and aspects to keep in mind in terms okay. of your energy type. And so when we think about our energy type, that is really the, the biggest and broadest category of our energy. And it's important for us to understand our energy type because it's 
our relationship with how we're most optimally designed to exchange energy with the world around us. And so for you as a generator, the energy center where you wanna be drawing your attention and focus is the sacral center here. You want to make sure that you're thinking about your relationship with life, your relationship with energy as one that is more receptive instead of initiating and being active. Mm. Tuning into what genuinely and authentically lights you up from the inside out and using that as the fuel and the information for knowing what's gonna be in support of your highest good. And so I'm wondering if you feel like you have a strong connection to your sacral yeses, <laughs> something that already feels very accessible to you, or if that might still feel a little bit new. Um, yeah, this, when you say like, what lights you up? I feel like that's always is what has driven me in every, anything that I do. It's like, you know, I've never been the type of like, oh, I'm just going to do this just to do it or just to have a job. Like, I've got to love it. <laughs> I've got to love what I do. I've always been driven by that for sure. Beautiful. And so you'll notice here that your sacral center is directly connected to your spleen and also connected to your root center. So when we have our sacral center defined, um, mm -hmm. what that means is that you're automatically a generator or a manifesting generator in human design if you have your sacral defined. And it means that you have the ability to generate and create more energy from the inside out when you are tuning into the things that genuinely and authentically light you up. Mm -hmm. But if you're saying no to things that are yeses for you, or if you're saying yes to things that are no's, that actually creates confusion for your sacral center and it creates mm -hmm. stuck energy and frustration and mm -hmm. sometimes even lead to physical challenges like gut challenges um, if you're not having that supportive relationship with your sacral center. Mm -hmm. um, when we have our root center defined in human design, which you have here, the root is really about drive and ambition it's a pressure center and it's a motor center. And so one thing to keep in mind when we have our root center defined, and I have my root center defined as well, we may have a propensity to be um, often putting a lot of pressure on ourselves mm. to always be on, to always be driven, to go, go, go. And it allows us to have a bit more endurance and stamina around things that are particularly hard <laughs> and particularly challenging. So that can be used and applied in a way that is supportive, right? That can be kind of mm -hmm. a powerful gift and a superpower to have that drive, that stamina, the ability to go. Mm -hmm. But it can also, um, in ways that are, is unsupportive for our physical body and also our our mental health, our emotional health, it can force us into certain narratives or dynamics where we might um, have ourselves believe that something is fine, even when it's when it's not. Um, it can have us push ourselves into spaces of kind of being an adrenaline junkie <laughs> and always feeling like we have to challenge ourselves and push ourselves um, beyond what is actually supportive of us. So with the I root- I want to say, Renee, I'm making a bunch of faces and like sounds because <laughs> I know that I also have these things and I'm not commenting just on, on you. <laughs> 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 just, just being transparent about
about that. Yeah. 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 I'm so far. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. This all, <laughs> it all makes it sense. sense. Yeah. Oh, yes. And so finding ways to have more of a self-honoring relationship with a defined root, mm-hmm. um, knowing that for you drive and challenge are things that motivate you, but not applying that in a way where it actually becomes self-harming because that can sometimes be the tendency. Then taking a look at the spleen here. So when we have our spleen defined in human design, um, that essentially means that we have the ability to tap into some really beautiful um, elements of instincts and intuition. Um, The spleen center um, and having the spleen center defined means that you have a really strong and reliable instinct voice. And so when we take a look at the fact that the spleen the root and the sacral are all connected to each other. Mm -hmm. This lends itself to um, really giving us more of a flavor of how your energy system is set up, um, how your energy system, how your energy centers communicate with one another. So you have the root and you have the sacral, Mm -hmm. which are motor centers. So they're able to create a little bit of this generative energy. Um, And you have your spleen, which is all about instincts and intuition. Mm -hmm. And these centers are all communicating with each other in this powerful loop. So depending on the amount of time that we have today, after chatting about Christina's chart, and also chatting about how your charts come together, um, we may have time to talk about some of the specific gate activations. So that that gives us a little bit more information about um, the specific themes and qualities and essences of those connections, right? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. what are the channels that connect these energy centers together? And how are they really communicating and supporting and in flow Mm -hmm. (laughs) with one another? But just this kind of wanting to introduce you introduce your defined centers to you and mm-hmm. give you a bit of a sense of how this energy is moving yeah um, you also have your emotional solar plexus center defined in your chart and so this is a pretty common um you know orientation well it's it's almost a 50 50 split on the planet so about 51 percent of people have their emotional solar plexus center colored in and defined like you do And that means that for you within your own body's system, within your own body chemistry, you are creating and generating your own emotional waves. That's part of um, your experience. That's part of your body's chemistry. Um, But for 49% of the population who have this energy center open and white, um, that's actually a reflection of the fact that they're not creating their own emotional waves within their own system, but they're so open and receptive to be able to pick up on and take in and amplify emotions from others and emotions mm. in their field. Um, but for you, as someone who has this center defined and um, who also has a connection, <laughs> your, your solar plexus is on the same team, right? It's connected to this circuitry with the root, the sacral and the spleen. <laughs> that your emotions are also integrated with um, 
how your other energy centers are communicating with each other, that your emotions um, play an important role in how you are weighing in, um, how you are using your energy, how you are driving um, your ambition and your motivation, how you're able to tap into your instincts and intuition. All of those centers are communicating with each other on the same team. Um, and having your um, solar plexus defined here is really a reflection of the fact that for you as an emotional um, generator, you require a little bit more space and time when mm -hmm. it comes to making um, big decisions in your life. So as a generator, you do have a strategy of waiting to respond, responding to what genuinely and authentically lights you up. So our strategy is that is really that piece around um, how to most optimally exchange energy with the world around us. Mm -hmm. what, dis, what differentiates our strategy from our authority is that our authority is specifically about aligned decision-making for us and what energy center in our body we can tune into to support us with making aligned decisions every time. And so for you, you happen to have emotional authority. And so as a generator with emotional authority, that just means that you have two centers where you get to be paying a bit of attention in your world. So when you're presented with an opportunity or an invitation or an experience, um, if it's, it's not just something that... Um, impacts you, but maybe has larger implications or um, might be, yeah, just a decision that might carry a little bit more weight to it. Even if something genuinely and authentically lights you up as a generator, you will feel more supported in your decision-making process if you give yourself a bit more spaciousness and time to flow through your emotional waves around something and land in a place of like cool, calm, collected neutrality before making your final decision around something. Um, I also have emotional authority. And this is a piece of my design that felt a little bit more, just took a little bit more experimentation to really understand and to be able to hone more fully. Um, because essentially having emotional authority means that for you, there's often um, not so much clarity in the present moment. Mm -hmm. As an emotional being, it actually is energetically correct for you to go through your emotional waves, feel different ways about different things in different moments, maybe go through some high highs or some low lows around things. And so if you make a decision in the moment, you might find that you wake up the next day and you actually feel differently about something or, or mm -hmm. feel like you no longer have the energy or the interest to pursue it. Mm -hmm. And so in order to avoid having to back out of things or changing your direction or changing your mind about things, um, some of the recommended phrases for people who have emotional authority are being able to offer um, responses like, wow, thank you so much for this invitation. Um, could I have 24 hours to think this over? Or, um, oh, this is really interesting. Could I sleep on this and get back to you? I will have a much more solid answer for you um, tomorrow afternoon. Or, you know, just being able to- Renee is really good at that, I wanna say. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, like, I'm gonna sleep, sleep on it. it and let's talk about it, you know? Like, yeah. 
but that's I feel like that's something that's only recently happened um because I was much more of a like oh that sounds good let me do it and um and now as I've gotten older I yeah that was the one thing that when I when you spoke in June's course last time I was like oh yes I need to feel all the feelings about something Yes. before I land on it that was like that hit it right on the mark for me like that's the one thing that stood out for me oh so so good and that's amazing that you already have the connection to that part of your chart that you've already been experimenting with it and that you feel like it feels really supportive for you um because that's so powerful that's amazing yeah um and so then you'll see that the, the other two centers that you have defined in your chart are your throat center and your ajna. And so our throat center is really, you know, our center for communication. Human design also calls, it, calls this the center of manifestation because all of the other energies that are flowing through our chart are all internalized. Mm-hmm. So those energies live, you know, within ourselves, but our energy is able to become manifest and to connect with the external world through our voice, um, through our throat center and how we communicate and share. And so when we have our throat center defined in human design, it it means that for you, a, a part of how you are sharing your energy and how you're showing up in the world is through communicating your truth. Um, really expressing um, your voice in a way that um, represents your value and your identity and your integrity. Um, If you had your throat center open and undefined, it would mean that you might be really well positioned to be a voice for others. And that in spaces when you're connected with other folks, you may be someone who is less um, apt to communicate, speak, share, and it would be more supportive um, for others to actually invite you in to draw mm. your voice into the space to offer and share. But for you, it is going to feel energetically supportive for you to speak and offer and express and share. And then you have your Ajna center defined. And so the Ajna is all about thoughts, ideas, and opinions. And um, with the center defined, you are really here to formulate your own unique point of view. And the way that you see things is is a very important part of your purpose. Um, Versus if this center was open, it would be more supportive for you to be more open-minded and not cling to certain perspective or opinions and allow your perspectives to shift and change and evolve as you're taking in new information and new ideas. So Mm -hmm. not to say that you can't ever change your ideas because of course you can, but for you, it actually is going to feel more supportive for you to have a really clearly and articulated point of view and perspective that is really unique to you. Um, And so when we think about our defined energy centers, those are really the places where um, we want those to be our leaders in our life, right? Those are the energies that our soul has chosen. Those are the energetic um, kinds of themes that are innate to us, that are inherent to us, that when we embody them and really stand in them, it supports us with feeling more aligned and on purpose and in harmony with our energy. Um, And when we take a look at our open centers, that's a reflection of things that we can, we can still tap into occasionally, particularly when we're in the energy of someone else who allows us to like 
tap into or um, activate that energy or that space. But because those aren't things that are innate to us, we actually might feel like our energy is being drained or pulled in a different direction or that we're kind of forcing ourselves into a certain box or forcing us to be something that we're not if we're trying to consistently play to the energies of those centers or um, take on the qualities and aspects of those centers. So for you, you just have three centers that are open in your chart that are um, undefined. One of them is the ego center or the heart center. So that's this little triangle shape here that's just above um, the emotional solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And it's actually pretty common to have this center um, undefined. This center has to do with our willpower and our motivation. About 70% of the population actually have this center undefined and only about 30% have it defined. Um, and I'm pretty sure, Christina, you do have it defined in your chart. So <laughs> talk about this a little bit. Um, but essentially, when the center is open, and you'll see you actually don't have any gate activations. So this center is completely open for you. You don't have any gates that are coming off of your heart center, your um, mm -hmm. center. And so when this center is open, undefined, it essentially means that for you, willpower and motivation are things that come more in ebbs and flows. It's not something that is gonna show up like super consistently um, in terms of how your energy is set up. And so instead of seeing that as something you need to muscle through or force or change about yourself, giving yourself more permission to tune into your authentic energy stores. And when you have those high willpower and high motivation days, to capitalize on them, like mm -hmm. most of them, knock out all the tasks on your list. But on when there are days and you have the chance to tune in and the available energy stores, it's just not happening for you. The willpower motivation is not there. Trusting that it's okay to go back and maybe only have a 60% energy day, take some more breaks. Um, think about how you're structuring your tasks because when you do that, it actually um, shows your body that you're tuning in and listening to your body's wisdom. And it allows those high motivation days to start to come a little bit more frequently. Mm -hmm. um, so wondering how this is landed for you so far. <laughs> I'm like, this is, it's amazing. I'm like, totally feels, yeah, the ebbs and flows make so much sense. And Christine and I often talk about it in relation to like our menstrual cycle <clears throat> when we're ovulating and we feel the energy. And then when we're not, you know, we're like, okay. And, um, <clears throat> and also the ebbs and flows like between us. So when one of us is feeling like mm, not so much. And so the other one can kind of, you know, step in or step up. Right. Um, and I see, I'm feeling that a lot more heavier, like these days when I'm mm. up, I'm up. And when I'm down, I'm like, mm, like I need to just completely disconnect. Um, so it feels really good that it's not that there's anything wrong with me. It's that this is just a part of who I am and, and to really kind of use that as a strength rather than like a weakness. So it, it, it's validating, I think for me, and really yeah. reminds me to like, just embrace that more and be like, I, and you said it right, like trust. And I, and that was 
last week I had a particularly low week and I was like, I got to trust, I got to trust that it's going to come back, that it's going to be okay, that I'm going to feel that energy again. Right. And it was was hard in the moment because you want to do all these things, but you have zero, I had zero motivation. Yes. And that, that trust piece is huge Mm -hmm. that it is safe to rest, that it's so important to acknowledge that we operate in these different seasons and cycles and applying the same force to ourselves at all times is just a recipe for burnout. Yeah. And so I love that you gave yourself some of that space <laughs> last week to just be like, whew, okay. Yeah. Let's do this a different way. Yeah. Okay. And so in the essence of time, I'm going to shift over to talking about Christina's chart. So <laughs> let me stop the share for just a second. Switch over. <laughs> Are you excited, Christina? <laughs> I am. I, I know I have a lot and I think that's fascinating and, and I think you're right I think the heart is the, the heart the sacral and the solar are the only things oh no there's a you little got, bit yes so you have your root center open mm-hmm. so that's um, a bit of differentiation between Renee's chart so for you actually that space of like applying consistent pressure and um, that embodied pressure is going to not feel as good for you. So Renee may be in the space of actually kind of waiting till the last minute and procrastinating gives a little bit of additional like momentum and juice that feels supportive in your system. You're like, okay, I can go, I can turn it on, I can do this now. Um, But Christina, for you, things like pressure and tight timelines and tight deadlines is actually going to feel unsupportive in your system. And it's, it mm-hmm. will likely feel a little bit more stressful and overwhelming. So just mm-hmm. something to consider in you, each of your relationship with time and mm-hmm. how you can kind of support each other and find balance around those aspects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just talking about that last week about our schedule. And I was like, I like to know when it's due. So, um, so I, I can plan ahead. Um, just different, different, different ways of navigating that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. And so let's start with, I like to start with the defined centers because, um, those are the places where you do have that kind of consistent and ready access to the energies of, of those centers. And it helps you to kind of just Think about um, the different places in your life where you can allow your defined centers to serve as kind of like the guides and the leaders for how you're thinking about your energy and how you're thinking about your contribution. And so you also have your sacral center defined. You're also an emotional um generator within human design and i'd love to ask you as well how you feel about your relationship with your sacral yeses and if those feel like things that you're able to clearly tap into or if it still feels like something new that you're learning to listen into and understand oh yeah i feel very i do feel connected and i i do feel like waiting for the cycle to finish you know around 
um, not being so impulsive from the, you know, in the, in the, in the immediate um, is helpful. I love the conversation about waiting for time, you know, especially in a world that doesn't want to give that to us. And um, yeah, I feel very much like when um, I give myself that time and the, the older I get, the more power I have, the more I'm, I'm, I can have that time. And I, and I love it. I love the responding kind of aspects. There was something in the website that you shared where it was like um, uh, the emotional uh, generators, what Renee and I both being them, we love to be able to ask each other these questions to kind of come into our sense of self. And that's why I think we, we do so well. Um, but I also love that, um, oh, this is about the voice. It was about Renee being like, you know, she, I think she does speak um, more um, assertively and I love to be invited into that space. And so I, I think that's why I also love, you know, the, our work, our work ethic together, but yeah, no, I totally, I resonate with the emotion. I, I feel like it gives me even more permission. Just be like, I mm -hmm. uh, gotta take a moment, you know, like, no, I don't have an answer right now. You know, like, <sighs> Absolutely. And so that's, that's beautiful that you feel like you have that connection and that understanding with your strategy coming from your sacral, what's lighting you up, but also being able to trust that emotional authority that it's okay mm -hmm. to take a bit more time when mm -hmm. it relates to decision-making so that you're able to land in that place of um, that cool, calm, collected knowing about, about what's right for you. And so We've had a chance to talk a little bit about your defined sacral and your defined solar plexus. Um, mm -hmm. So let's let's focus in a little bit more about that defined heart center, the defined ego center, because when we have the ego center defined in human design, it really means that for you being tapped into and being connected into your desires, your willpower and your motivation are a big source of being able to tap into your office authenticity and your power. Having um, the heart center defined is really an opportunity for you to um, root into kind of like this sense of embodied dignity. It's all about like I want, I desire, I am, <laughs> and not shying away from that, not feeling like that's too pushy or too much or that you're being too precise, but that actually you standing in and claiming those specific desires is so supportive of your own authenticity, but it is also very clarifying for everyone else around you. It's not a burden. It's actually something that's really, really supportive. And so I'm wondering if that's shown up in, in, the work dynamic with you two or um, just in your own life more generally? Yes, I think both, right? I think <laughs> in my life, I've definitely uh, done a lot of writing in spaces where I name myself and, and mm -hmm. claim the, my beliefs and my, and my, um, and who I am, you know, in association with those, like, yeah. um, usually I think in response to great limitations, like uh, subcultures that are very oppressive, you know, for and sure. so um, I can see like the generational kind of stuff around that. And then, um, yeah, with Renee and I, it's interesting for as, you know, Renee, I was thinking for as like, um, 
assertive vocally like that you are like I like the conversation we just recorded on our that's coming out I don't uh, on um, our gender and sexuality I feel like um, yeah I'm I, I clearly say like I'm queer you know and I'm 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 really wanting to name name my pronouns and move into those identities and that's very important to me and that that flow brings up I think more of um uh it's something that we work with together it brings Renee into that space a little bit more you know um yeah yeah which is I, heart space that's interesting versus throat space right that's interesting yeah yeah I was I was when you were saying this I was like I see Christina as very, yeah, she's clear on certain things. And I think um, sometimes maybe this is my, like, the, like she's very clear on, on a lot of things. And the challenge is in, in that claiming of it with like, just like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, I think because I think we live in a world that sometimes doesn't, ha- can't handle women women of color taking up that space and so sometimes I think it's it's like a you get that pushback she gets pushback and Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes and my observation is like she's like oh what do I do but but then at the end of the day she still does it (laughs) and I'm like also I probably wouldn't as much if you didn't invite me into naming like to actually vocalizing it I think Ah. I I would be okay Mm -hmm. Like, well, and I, I don't and I, gotta know. I don't have to change my name legally. I don't have to do all these things. They don't need to know this, you know. But I, yeah. I also feel very cathartic to do that, you know. Um, but I'm really scared, right? But when you invite, and and I think it, that it um, that fear too, you know. I always say because you know I was, I've always tell her, wow, you've lived so many lives, and despite all the shit mm. that you've gone through, how can you like? N- any other person with all the experiences that she had might have not been able to come out the other side as confident. And I'm like, man, how did you go through all that and come out like, this is who I am, right? Like that's astonishing. I think that's part of that is like mm. able to kind of experience all that and still come out with a clear sense of, of who she is. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so <laughs> And like that, I'm like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) But this is demonstrating that thing, right? Like I can uh, articulate those things, right? Vocally. Yes. um, And she just is those things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. From more of the embodied space. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yes. And so one thing that I just wanted to name a little bit too is the distinction between the energy coming from the heart center and the energy coming from the G center, because the G center is all about identity, love, and direction. And so some of the pieces that you were speaking to, Christina, about like claiming your identity around sexuality, around gender, around, you know, culture and background and history, those aspects actually live a bit more in the G center as it relates to identity and kind of naming and claiming um, who you are. And the G center is the yellow and the, and, yep. the, and the heart is. And then the heart center is this, the red uh, triangle uh, and then the G center is the gold diamond. So when we, when we were talking about the heart center, the themes and the qualities that the heart center are related to is more of our like 
willpower and our motivation and our uh, connection to um, really what we want, mm-hmm. that heart, that ego. But then when we talk about the G center, it's more of a space of like identity and direction. Mm-hmm. So you have both of those centers defined in your chart. And Renee mm-hmm. happens to have both of those centers open in her chart. Mm-hmm. So you all are able to show up in ways where you can really balance each other and bring to light some of the energies that aren't necessarily innately um, activated within your own charts, but we're going to share your connection chart in just a moment. Um, so you can see actually what happens when your two auras come together. Um, but <gasps> just kind of talking about, cause we actually didn't touch on the G center on Renee's chart. So just speaking a little bit more to this idea about the G center. So with the G center defined, it will feel more energetically correct for you to, you know, no matter what space you're moving through to have a more consistent, strong sense of your identity and just speaking to those qualities and essences of who, who you are. When we have the G center undefined, that means that it's actually um, gonna feel more energetically correct for you to be a bit more um, adaptable and variable um, based mm. on your environment. And so Renee, you may find that if you're in like your activist community, there might be some different ways that you're communicating and showing up versus maybe if you're in the artist community or in your family environment or your friends from college or that all of those different spaces, because you have that center open, it actually has the ability to kind of wake up and uh, <laughs> draw out different qualities and essences of you and, mm-hmm. and what feels good for you um, versus Christina, it will feel more aligned and more supportive for you to be this more consistent Christina in all of the spaces. Um, and so just knowing too, Renee, when having this center undefined, it's important to keep in mind how you are using this in a way that is self-honoring and self-empowering and not falling into a space of um, people-pleasing or showing up in different ways based on others' expectations Mm. or how others might desire you to show up. Because when you have the G-Center open, you actually have kind of this spidey sense and this ability to sense how the other person needs you to show up and be able to show up that way. Like you, you mm. sense into that and it might fall into a pattern of doing that. Um, I also have my G center undefined. So I know this experience and it can be very subtle. So just finding ways to, to play with that energy in a way that is self-empowering and feels authentic for you and not shifting and morphing yourself for the sake mm-hmm. of what others are looking for or what's gonna make other people feel more happy or comfortable or seen. Mm-hmm. And then Christina, you have a lot of openness through the top of your chart. So you have your throat, your ajna and your head um, undefined. And so what that means is we talked a little bit about the throat, right? It's gonna feel more supportive for you to be invited into conversation than being the person to like, uh, just speak, express, share um, in an unsolicited way, I guess. Well, that's not the right word I'm looking for, but just 
more innately. Um, then when we have the ajna undefined, that means that it's going to feel more fun for you to not necessarily feel like you have to commit to one formulaic kind of like point of view or way of seeing things that you're actually designed to be more of an open-minded being who's not necessarily um, clinging to one perspective, but thinking about things in a broad spectrum, seeing things from many different angles, um, being open to having an opinion about something one month and learning something new and then having a totally different opinion about it. <laughs> um, and knowing that that's actually something that's going to be more supportive for how your mind works and how you're uh, integrating information. And then both Renee and Christina, you both have your head center undefined. And so the head center is, mm -hmm. the energetic theme there is inspiration, um, but it also has to do with, it's, it's also a pressure center. So it has to do with mental pressures in some way. So you both may be a bit susceptible to picking up on or taking in um, mental pressures. So exploring different ways where you can kind of clear that out <laughs> would be a supportive energetic practice for both of you. So thinking about things like meditation or stream of consciousness journaling or just practices mm. around that. Um, but also for both of you, you're designed to be externally inspired. And so what that means is that it's not going to feel aligned. It's not going to feel good <laughs> for you to kind of like just plop yourself in front of the laptop or sit in front of a notebook and um, expect yourself to come up with like a content idea in the moment or kind of just pressure yourself to have some kind of like generative output. But actually the way that inspiration comes to you, you get your spark of inspiration by being inspired by external things. So whether that's like listening to a podcast or seeing a cool documentary or having a really like juicy conversation with someone, it's starting from that space of inspiration first and then being able to create from there. So finding ways for you to incorporate more of those opportunities for inspiration will allow your, your work and your life to just feel a bit more flowy. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Even our work is set up, you know, our doctora's work is set up to help us with that. Like it, like it, it's like this, we are inspiring ourselves while we inspire other people, I think, right? Renee, like I wanted to say that like when externally inspired it to me it resonates so much with um like even the space that I'm in when I'm doing work like I have to have uh oh oh yeah I have oh. to have like um visual <laughs> like I have to be in a in a in a like aesthetically pleasing space in order to feel inspired when I'm um and it's not even about a mess it's about just like is there something pretty to look at <laughs> do I feel like I'm in this like pretty place um and um because if not it's it's much harder for me to like anytime like especially as I've gotten um older I'm like uh no I have my desk has to look I have to have something pretty to look at like I want it to feel good aesthetics are everything for me like I feel like it's like or even my house when it doesn't feel like it's 
like I feel like I'm always redecorating or always changing things up because I'm like this is not feel inspiring anymore <laughs> yes and so it's so amazing you already have that intuitive awareness about yourself and setting up your life to support that I love mm-hmm. it. yeah yeah agreed agreed mm-hmm. and so now is the time where I am going to show you guys your connection chart. So I'm adding your charts here. I want to say, I'm so glad we're doing this. Uh, when I, I just, I looked it up and I, I didn't, I had put it in Iowa where I was born. So my heart center was, I don't know how I did that, but my heart center wasn't lit up in the one I saw before. And oh. so I didn't know that. So I thought it was just the other three, you know? So, oh, not my heart, my G. I didn't know my G center was um, defined, you know, before. Wow. So I, fascinating. Yes. And so just making sure, because I have Whittier, California as your birth location. That's correct. Totally. And you, okay. I, I, checked, I saw it too there and I was like, wait, that's all right. So what's, and then I had to look it up. I was like, oh, Iowa. Okay. <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> born in Iowa, Iowa. have my heart, not my gender defined. So. Oh, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, drum roll, please. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is, I love it. Oh, fascinating. You got your connection chart here. And so when we take a look at um, the connection theme for your chart, it's based off of how many energy centers become defined when your energies come together. Um, and does that have some fun? Yes, yeah, so your connection to is have some fun. When your friends come together, that's really the space where you are able to come together, to align, to connect. Like it's about joy and fun and pleasure. <laughs> it's so good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you'll see this pairing of numbers here. So this is really a reflection of the number of defined energy centers that are activated when your charts come together and the number of open energy centers. So taking a look over here, you'll see that eight energy centers are colored in and defined. And as you both so beautifully reflected, even when your charts come together, you both you still have that head center undefined. So being externally inspired, um, and centering kind of your work around that, that space and that opportunity to um, invite others into that quest for like inspiration is something mm-hmm. that's gonna feel really good for both of you and um, for living into um, your, your, your purpose and your passion and your energies. And so when we kind of sink a little bit deeper into our chart, um, cause so far today, we've mostly been focusing in on giving you guys some information about your energy type, your authority, and your defined energy centers. So in this element around your connection chart, I want to be able to um, give you guys a little bit of information about some of the places where you all um, are really well kind of designed to understand each other and experience friendship because you have the same gates activated, the same energies activated. And then also where, and actually I'm only seeing two, 
or two, three <laughs> um, channels where you all have um, gates that come together and complete each other to complete a full channel. And so that's a reflection of where you all have um, really great chemistry. So that's a, that's a reflection of, yeah, when your energies come together, it creates this like powerful chemistry versus mm -hmm. where you have the same gate activated, where you guys are the same. That's a reflection of like, oh, I get you. I understand you. We're, mm -hmm. we're on the same page around this. Um, the area of chemistry is like, you may um, see things a little bit differently, but when it comes together, it, it it's supportive of each other and creates mm -hmm. like attraction almost. When, when we think about like partners, we talk about it more as like actually physically like attraction. Mm -hmm. um, and then also in the in the business partner space, it's like you can feel that magnetism and that attraction created mm -hmm. there. Okay. Um, and so looking a little bit deeper into your chart, you'll see that the places where you have um, the same gate activated in your chart will be split. So it'll have mm. it'll be half green for um, showing Renee's energy and half blue showing. Um, Christina's energy. And so we see here that gate 63, gate 46, and gate 57 are places where you all, ah, and 53 are places where you all um, have that friendship, right? Like have, have something in common. And um, being able to like dive a little bit deeper into those energies. So Let's start more from the base of the chart. So we've talked about the root center already being that center that's connected to drive and ambition. It's a pressure center. And so when we think about the qualities um, and essences that are related to um, that 53rd gate, um, it's really speaking to um, this ability to be able to harness um, your drive and ambition. Oops, are we still seeing this? Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. um, as it relates more specifically to um, thinking about being able to start things. And so it comes from, um, yeah, always wanting to get moving having some momentum and like creating momentum from inside the body. And that for every gate that we have activated within our chart, there is a way for us to access it in more of a high vibe, like high quality expression. And then just kind of some things to look out for because for every, this is true with every energy center that we have defined, every gate, every channel that we have within our chart the activation of energies, the presence of energies can also lend itself to things that may be challenging for us or just kind of things mm -hmm. to consider and be aware of and um, uh, look out for. And so with gate 53, you may feel anxiety when you're not starting things. You may feel the pressure to always be um, in action and in motion around things. And so being able to find more of that ease and that trust in that knowing that it's okay to not always be starting things. It's a gift that you're both able to tap into. It's something that is innate to both of your designs, um, but not applying that like 
consistent pressure to always have to <laughs> be operating in that way, operating um, in that space. We laugh because this has come up a lot. <laughs> when, we, when we collaborate with other folks, mm-hmm. right? So like there's our dynamic. And then when we go into spaces in other like larger group dynamics, we tend to be that like, let's get things done. And, and not everybody's necessarily in that place. And so it can mm-hmm. feel to others like a lot of pressure. Mm, yes yes because it comes from the root it's it's a it's a pressure gate so that's that's great you guys already have that awareness <laughs> around it and so for, in your relationship with each other it might be fine like it might not feel yeah. like too much but just knowing for for others that it may be an energy that they're not familiar with so just yeah exploring how to play with that in a way um yeah. that works for for those that you're in collaboration with mm-hmm. and then you both also have gate 57 that's activated um, coming from the spleen and the spleen is that center that's really related to instincts and intuition and what's kind of interesting is that all of the gates that are activated around the spleen are very much connected to um, specific fears specific kinds of um, fears that may be more present um, as it relates to how we're designed. Uh, but one thing that's really powerful to know is that um, we can unlock really powerful intuition as we start to work through some of our basic fears. Mm-hmm. And also just noting here too, that if we apply our gates related to our chart in a very like, or, or I'm sorry, if we apply the gates coming from our spleen, in a way that's like very inwardly focused on ourselves, it can also it can often lead to more kind of like fears and anxiety. But if we're able to use it in a way that's of service, like kind of turning the energetic qualities of that gate more externally, it allows it to land um, in a more powerful way, and we're able to use it more as a gift versus mm-hmm. feeling it as as a fear. Mm-hmm. That is so spot on too. I just love that. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, yes. And so gate 57 is connected in with the fear of the future. And so what that feels like is mm-hmm. always worrying about what's next, always trying to control things and plan things out and focusing on yeah, all the pieces coming together. And so, you know, the way that that can be used as a gift is like really being able to have a nose for what's coming in the future and being able to kind of have an eye to see for what might be happening next and seeing what's emerging before others do. And that's, that's great. That's something that you can be really good at and recognize that and kind of strengthen that and being able to trust that muscle for yourself. But knowing if you're focusing in too, too heavily on control and the details and planning things out and how everything's coming together, that lends itself to a little bit more of the um, constrictive, limiting fears and qualities and aspects of that gate. (laughs) I'm like, yep, this is all that, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When you you say fear of the future, I'm like, yes and then control uh yes and but I love how you kind of ask us to reframe it as a gift and 
being able like almost to anticipate in a healthy way what's coming next or being able to mm-hmm. we kind of try to talk about it in terms of being able to imagine like Love. the infinite possibilities yeah um, but without mm-hmm. getting stuck in the like overwhelm of the infinite possibilities right which is a fine balance, right? Because a lot of times if we like open ourselves up to that bigger vision, it feels beautiful at first. And then all of those other questions like start to swim in and start to creep yeah. in. So finding ways where you can find uh, more of a beautiful balance with that. And the two of you can support each other in that as well, which is so powerful. Like looking at places where you're able to suss out and say like, okay, so we're in this dreamy visionary space right now. Um, how can we like shield this and guard this and make this really sacred and allow it to just be a space for dreaming right now? And then maybe talk about some of the considerations and other aspects that need to come into play um, a little bit later. Yeah. So- I love it. I think that's where the, it really works because I think with Renee, we, I have a trust or we have a trust that, um, I don't know, like I, I'm not going to be just given it. It's like, not like a dream. Like I'm going to have to like make happen. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like kind of other life situations where it was like all these visionaries and it's great. And then I feel like responsible to like do it, you know, to, to manifest it. And I'm, that's not me, you know? So it's like, I love that we can, that, I don't know, there's a sense of it's going to happen and we'll do it together. We're going to use our skills, you yeah. know, to make. Yes. Yeah. And to trust that, like, it's going to happen in the proper timing. But I I think that that's something that we've learned to do together. Like we will have these like brainstorms where we have all these great ideas and we're like, let's get this done. But then we're like, wait, let's like, (laughs) let's take a step back and let them unfold, you know, in the way, like, and it's okay. And that, and it is a challenge for us because we do like to do things and have momentum and see progress. And so we've had to really learn to like uh, step into the, like, let's just let it unfold the way it's meant to unfold. I think that's, that's Mm -hmm. been something we've learned in this work. Right. Finding that balance between like the effort and ease, the like being in the space of impact and also being in the space of like surrender and trust. And it Mm -hmm. is, it is really tricky. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you are all are already like well on your way with feeling into that and 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 knowing when when it's important to to lean in which direction for you. And then we have eight forty six, which is coming from the G Center. So that's that space um, that's really about identity and direction. All of the lines, all of the gates coming from the G Center are, um, yeah, all about love, identity, and direction. And these gates are sometimes um, referred to as like our unique selling points. So when we have some more awareness about the gates that are coming from our G Center, um, these are aspects that you should really be emphasizing when you think about yourself and your offerings and your contribution. Mm -hmm. And so um, taking a look at gate 46, this is the energy of the center is really connected to the physical self and Mm -hmm. its power. And so being able to be connected to and like in loving and appreciating relationship of the body 
and how to put things into action and help others feel in touch with their physical selves and their physical bodies. And that's something that you both have activated. Wow. How that lands. <laughs> that is an interesting one. That's so whew, I, I feel like that's the center of, of our work, but it's also the 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 challenge or the opportunity. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think it's but it's it's there, I think, Renee, it's, you know. I it's like yeah, it's one of those things where on one hand it's surprising, right? Like, oh, yeah because how do I say it we it is at the center of our work but it's harder for us to speak into that because there's so many oh god like issues <laughs> right like, honestly, so many like our issues day we just like we kind of think a lot about it and we go around in circles around a lot about it you know both our mm-hmm. the body like, so much all of it the sexuality yeah. sensuality our love of you know like our relationship with all of it you know so right yeah it's so many so it's fascinating um and something to really like think about that's who interesting I think yeah it's like we are definitely in our own healing journey with our bodies yes and so to then tap it like to like yeah we can intellectualize about it Mm. but for it to be an embodied thing is like sometimes that's not that's not like it doesn't match up right like we can mm-hmm. talk about it all day long but yeah. then to actually like live into that um and talk about how we live into that is like a whole other thing yeah. <laughs> and I think too that being able to authentically share about that process even in and of itself is so healing and so mm-hmm. powerful and something mm-hmm. that everyone can relate to mm-hmm. because it is such deep Ooh. mind body soul work <laughs> you know like gives, it, gives us a lot to think about wow that's interesting really agreed <laughs> love it um and then the last friendship gate here is gate 63 coming from the ajna and so this gate is, I'm sorry, not the Ajna, from the head center all the way at the top. And so this gate is really speaking to um, like having doubts and needing answers. Uh, and so for you, you both may relate to this idea or this experience of like not really wanting to take things at face value and being really good questioners of social norms and conditioning (laughs) and it really pushes you to be the one who the ones both of you who Mm -hmm. who get answers um it has it also has this energy and this quality of reviewing things and being in the space of um yeah because so there's 64 gates in the I Ching. So 63 is the second to last. It's like the one before you complete the cycle and start again. So reviewing things, almost being at the end of the gates and just having this energy of wanting to really understand and um, question and (laughs) kind of get to the bottom of things. (laughs) So that's a a really powerful (laughs) and trait that you both carry. But then also just noting something to look out for is that you may feel um 
sometimes like you're being overly skeptical or or just doubting things for the sake of being <laughs> an, well, not an antagonist but like wanting to just kind of question or probe things and sometimes it may fuel your own doubts or you may feel because you have this high level of doubt around things that other people are doubting you too. And um, that you need to always have answers for others and you need to always meet this high expectation for others or that you need to solve other people's doubts. And so being able to find (laughs) more of this kind of um, balance with using your, your questioning in a way that is of service and knowing that it's not your responsibility to meet others' expectations or be able to solve for everyone else's doubts, mm-hmm. but that you get to show up as you are. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is this one is really like questions because... of but don't need the answers. Yes. Yes. And, love- and how we like. I mean, because I mean, that's part of our work as like we're professors and that's we've always said our role is to teach our students how to ask questions. And so we are perpetually asking questions, but then you're totally right. We're always questioning ourselves (laughs) in that like hyper, like we're trying to anticipate, oh, what are others, what are others possibly going to say about us? Right. And so having to like, contort ourselves to those possible questions rather than just stepping into (laughs) who we are and like you said like it's not our responsibility to have all the answers to others questions about oh my god that's like yeah (laughs) which is why so we're saying that this episode we did about like talking about our own sexuality we were so nervous because we were like, oh, well, what if somebody says this about what we're saying? And what if somebody says this about what we're saying? Um, and so we end up skirting around the whole issue because we're so afraid of- Just so like, aware of what doubts could be. <laughs> yeah. We've been so afraid to just say like, we like women. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're like, oh, what if, yeah, we're, we're anticipating the- yeah oh my gosh yeah that makes so much sense oh man (laughs) so glad that 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 lands I'm really glad you explained the gates a little bit more and so because we have all these defined or undefined spaces but then all of these um you know paths in between these are the gates right that we are and then you went through the four that we are you know are most connected with or in alignment with I love that thank you Yes, absolutely. And so when you have, so for example, like gate 63 that we just talked about, when you have just a gate, um, that's a reflection of like a specific quality essence um, activated within you. But when you have two gates activated, like for example, if we look down here, gate 37 is activated and it comes together with gate 40 that's also activated you, within your charts you create a full channel so the difference between a gate and a channel is that a gate is a reflection of like a particular energy that's that's coming out of one of the energy centers it's related to the energy of that center and it gives you a bit more specificity about the ways that you can be using the energies mm-hmm. that are related to that center um, by itself but then when you have two gates that are activated that come together 
to create a whole <laughs> channel. It tells you more about the circuitry and the connectivity and what happens when two energy centers are now flowing together, how they're communicating with each other. And it gives you a bit more of like a blended energy of what happens when two gates are activated together mm -hmm. and connected. And it's not just one mm -hmm. solo gate <laughs> um, from a center by itself. Love that. Yeah. And so just wanting to check in with you guys too, to see, you know, if there's any other questions that you have, <laughs> there's, I know there's probably so many <laughs> questions that you have, and I'm so happy to be able to like dive in with you guys another time and even get yeah. deeper because there's, yeah, there's so much, so much magic here. <laughs> I just, I mean, a lot of this stuff, cause we've, you know, we know. can, um, like astro, like had our astrological charts read and, and, and those kinds of things. And all of it is just really validating. I think at the end of the day is that it validates our, our experiences because I think so much, a lot of the time throughout our lives, we've had these things come up, but because there's no language to mm. understand it, we're like, is it just me? Is there something wrong or how it like, and so when we're given this language, you know, like human design or astrology that validates not only like our current experience, but even like our whole life experience, right? we are, we're able to step into a place of embracing those things as, um, as assets, not as like weaknesses, right? Because when you say, oh, so you know, good. emotional authority, <laughs> right? In other places, they'd be like, oh, she's too emotional or, yeah. you know, right. and when you're saying this is a gift because I can tap into my emotions that gives me information, I'm like, well, yeah, right? Like then, um, and so it's, I think for me, integrating all this information just feels like, oh, I, I've experienced this, I understand it. And now I can re uh, like shift my perspective around it to use it as a gift, as gifts, you know, going forward. I love that so much. <laughs> the, um, the human design reader that I did training with, her name is Jenna Zoe and like her podcast and a lot of the language that she uses is reframe. Like this is such a powerful tool to help us to just reframe. Mm -hmm. unlearn the script to give ourselves mm -hmm. permission to do things in different ways to write a new mm -hmm. narrative mm -hmm. and um yeah that it is just so permission giving and so validating for mm -hmm. things that we've always known to be true about ourselves mm -hmm. I'm feeling too like the the day you know we met um in our kids like playground I just feel like it was I'm feeling like how we were just can you imagine like the whole cosmological energy like talking about like our ancestors like, about being, like they're about to meet they're about to meet oh my god <laughs> but, like something like that just feels like just so beautiful I feel I feel so blessed really you know yeah. like yeah I I agree it was it's and that and it and I and I when I saw our both our charts and then the ways they came together and in a lot of where I was open and you know what I mean? It was like, oh, it, yeah, totally balances each other out in that way. And then the heads, yeah, it just totally. And I think that, again, that's something that we've kind of noticed. But again, this like validates that. And I think gives us more insight on how we can 
leave room for each other to be who we are as individuals and then recognize like how we can fill in each other's gaps. Yes. Which is so beautiful because we all need each other. We're yeah. designed to be social beings, to be in community, to love each other and connect with each other and like lift each other up. So just when we have more clarity about the ways we can do that, it's, yeah, it's so empowering. It's so life-changing. Yeah. Beautiful. I feel like we've just got so much, um, so much reading to do so much, you know, so much, <laughs> so much, so much to step into, you know, and I love that the reframing. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, the work you're doing. I mean, you've done this for us, but you do this, you know, for so for countless people. And I, I'm like, suddenly I'm like, at least you just gave us like an hour and a half almost of your time. Thank you so much for for your generosity of spirit, your mm-hmm. you no, know, just all this amiable loveness I feel from you. It's so nice. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I I love being able to do readings. It's so fun to me. <laughs> just like <laughs> understanding the energy. And for me as a projector, like receiving the invitation mm. to connect with both of you all is like the best thing ever <laughs> because I love the work that you're doing in the world feel so inspired by what you're doing so getting that invitation to connect with you and share is just mm, beautiful thank <laughs> you thank you I can't wait to um share share this and then be able to share and then tag you and you know and and have you be able to like share this too if you feel comfortable um where I guess this is where we ask in our podcast where can people find you you know can you say that here so um they know yes and so for um folks who are on Instagram you can follow me at b.more.connected I also have a free Facebook group and you can join us over there at human design for visionary change makers and my website is just bemoreconnected.net. So if you're interested in signing up for a reading or learning more about my work and my offerings, that's really the best place to go and learn more. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>